College Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Voted Best of Las Vegas two years in a row. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning tequila since 2011. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans around the United States, Canada, wherever you may be listening to us live on the Podbean app. It is another episode College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, from that beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are you? Uh, we're good. I can't complain too much. It's I don't know if palatial is the word I use. Um, <laughs> it's the word I know use. Better than, well, I mean, it is. I, you are the guy I'm paying rent to and I'm working to, so you would know better than I would. So... Um, <laughs> No, we know no, that's not call, true. If you want to call it palatial, okay, what can I tell you? There you go. <laughs> Who it knows? But I, I don't think it's me that's getting that uh, mortgage check. I think that's Mr. Foley that's getting that mortgage check from you. <laughs> um, you know, well, it's not true. I know he's shoveling it to you, but uh, um, anyway. yeah, that's that's that actually is true. By the way, um, you know, you did a little I mean, research, didn't you? Yeah, I couldn't help it. I uh, was trying to actually pay my mortgage online one day, and uh, try for whatever reason I wasn't able to log in. And like triple checking, quadruple checking the <laughs> password and stuff. And I'm looking up and down the website for a phone number to call. You know, for those people that don't remember what phone numbers are. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I see Black Knight Holdings or whatever the heck. I'm like. What? Really? <laughs> what? Right. And you know, and and sure enough, when I we looked around, <laughs> I looked around, and yeah, so the Golden Knights are getting my money every month. <laughs> oh, um, and I'm and, sure they appreciate it. <laughs> well, listen, I I I I, I don't want to sit here and, and 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 make it sound like you know. I listen. I think I'd if you if you had dealt with the people that I have dealt with that had my mortgage before Mr. Foley did, uh, I'd much rather give him my money, not that he needs it, but um, than some of the other folks that originally had my mortgage before him. So um, I'd rather pay him the money. I just wish he'd send me a couple of jerseys, though. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, I pay enough right? interest to get through me a couple of jerseys. Um, you know, uh, but... Um, it was it was kind of weird and kind of funky to see that. Uh, I don't know what made me look. Like I said, I was uh, <laughs> trying to figure out how to pay. I wanted to give him some of my money. 
<laughs> you know, right? you wouldn't take it, so I had to try uh, and find out who to give it oh, to. And, I, uh, love it. I, I, I love I it. Will, uh, I, I will say this, and this is unsolicited, but, you know, if Mr. Foley would like to write us a check, too. Um, <laughs> I cannot complain about the service that I get, and there's your free – not that he needs the free – the free plug either, but you know, Hey, um, I got to call it like I see it. So, uh, I hear you. Well, you're calling it like you see it. Uh, I can tell you today I spent most of the day, uh, being a, uh, fasting pin cushion, if you will, for, uh, really blood, blood draws and didn't eat until like uh, four 30 or some ridiculous time like that. That's why you got to make those appointments <laughs> for 7am Scott. Uh, I what know. Are you doing? Well, I used to be a 7 a.m. guy, then all of a sudden somehow I ended up with 3 p.m. today. So anyway, uh, moving on. I did get my flu shot. So, folks, if you haven't gotten a flu shot, go get one. I have to go ask my doctor if he thinks I, I should. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just go ahead and do one. <laughs> well, if so, my doctor says I don't need one, I'm not going to get one. But, you know. Every, everybody needs one, Paul. It's that's, just listen, but that's why, I, that, that's, that's why he gets the big bucks, too. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, let's get back to what we're supposed to be talking about tonight. It's College Hockey Southwest Weekly, as I mentioned. It's our NCAA show, and uh, oh, wow, things just them. keep swirling and swirling and swirling around the college hockey world. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we found out that the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils were going to be, quote, unquote, adopted by the Big Ten and uh, become a part of their league for this year, uh, the unusual part of the unusual parts uh, is the fact that they will play all of their games in the Big Ten building. Uh, there will be no home games for the Arizona State Sun Devils this season. Um, so it'll just kind of, you know, go around and around and around and we'll see what happens. But as soon well, as that happens, here's the, here's the question, though. What's that? All right. Um, if there's no fans in the building. Is anybody playing a home game? Right. Well, I don't know. I'm just asking. That's a good, I know. Good question. Well, that's why, like I was getting at, uh, it was that uh, when I saw they were going to be adopted by the Big Ten and not the NCHC or somebody else, I said, who do we have to get on the show? And it, obviously, you agreed with me. It was going to be Jess Myers, and we were able to get Jess on tonight and, uh, and talk a little uh, Big Ten hockey since he is right smack in the middle of that. And uh, we'll uh, we'll find out what lies ahead for the Arizona State Sun Devils when they travel to Big Ten country and play the likes of Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Notre Dame, Penn State, Ohio State. Uh, Who have I missed, Paul? <laughs> Wisconsin, <laughs> I I, Notre Dame. I think I got them all. Um, so anyway, that that's who I uh, relied on for some some really good information. So. Um, we're going to bring Jess on in just a minute, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what lies ahead for the Arizona State Sun Devils in a 28-game, quote-unquote, road season. Um, uh, I know one of our good friends, uh, mutual friends, uh, piped up to me over the weekend or last weekend maybe it was and said, hey, you know, when I was at Boston College, they were building an arena, and they sent us on the road. And uh, on one of those seasons or in one of those seasons, we went 31-8 and on the road. So uh, anything can happen. Oh, that's sure. Why they, that's why they play the games. We're going to find out. Uh, we also know that uh, LIU and, and Atlanta Cocky have kind of taken up a partnership, at least for this year. So there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff going on. What we don't really know much about, or at least we haven't heard much about, is the, uh, the new CCHA. 
Have you heard much about that, Paul? Um, are you trying to get me riled up? Because not that that takes much. <laughs> no, no. I was just, I was just throwing out a random question, and we don't. Well, they, know they, they, it. they put out their new logo, and we know the schools that are going in, including right. uh, St. Thomas. But um, I still got a year where I can lambaste them and and yell and scream that they <laughs> left three people in the dust. But you know, that's just me, and I'm sure I, that. I'm sure that Jess will have a different take on it just because, well, why not? Because it would be easy to agree with me. Yeah, well, it, it, anything's easy to agree with, but it, it's uh, we don't like that. We like to have a little combative stuff know, going on. I know. Banter around a little bit. So that'll be uh, the main topic of the night is Arizona State and the Big Ten, but also the NCHC is making news uh, yeah. with their plans to have a start of the season in December. Uh, right around December first, uh, playing games uh, in a bubble for uh, lack of a half a, po- a half a pod, <laughs> a half a pod. I like it. I like. Well, that's what it pod. is. I, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I just like the way you said that. A half a pod. <laughs> I yeah, because they're going to play half their game, or actually, it's not even. Well, whatever it is, it's about some of their forty percent. It's about forty percent of their games. Uh, yeah, exactly. So. So last week we had Coach Powers on. We picked his we brain did. a little bit, got a bunch of information out of him as to, to what he thought. Um, he had a lot of good points, and I don't know if Jess has heard this or not, so if he's listening right now, uh, he can he can hear what we heard from Coach Powers. But um, number one, he does not think it's going to be a disadvantage to be on the road. Uh, he says, one, it's going to be fewer road trips. It's going to be seven road trips instead of 14. He said he likes the idea that his kids are all with him. Uh, to play four games in eight days, essentially, and the fact right. that they will uh, be doing their classes online. Um, I believe the quote he gave us was, no more airline miles, but a whole bunch more Marriott points. So Yeah, a whole bunch it. of those. <laughs> so that's going to be They'll be in those for a while. It, and, and Coach said it right out to us, and like we both know, is he's a glass-half-full guy, so he sees the positive and everything, and he's not in any way, shape, or form – going to let this deter from the season that he's putting out there. Uh, the final thing that I really took away from it, Paul, was when we were talking about his roster, he said, I've got a fifth line, guys, that I think could be a second line in half of the NCAA programs in the country. Uh, that uh, took he, me back. I, you know, I knew that. I, I knew how good those guys were. But I sat back a minute and I thought, really? Is that fifth line that's not going to see the ice unless there's injuries or, or unforeseen things? Uh, really that good? Uh, and I think he might be right. Well, he, he prop well, see, uh, the, the way, yeah, but fifth line is, it, 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 wouldn't that kind of be a misnomer? Only because, um, wouldn't it be better, he's a three, four, say the three forwards that, that could play top six minutes somewhere in a lot of different places? Because fifth oh, line yeah, yeah. is kind of a yeah, but here's because because most teams have that fourth line that is not really um, the the intent on most teams' fourth lines is is more defensive and checking and and, and more role playing. So um, well, I, I, and I don't I know I'm just I'm just no. I'm just trying to get semantical with you here. here uh, <laughs> I know, you know what just you're saying. Break your chops, and I'm going to tell you what he was thinking. He wanted to include those two defensemen, too, that aren't going to get much uh, playing time as it sits, whoever those two might be. 
he wanted to say that they were equally as good and to take nothing away from them. Um, I spoke with one uh, of the defensemen that left today, Max Ballinson, uh, went to LIU and had a chance to uh, chat with him via one of our uh, social media uh, outlets today as they're looking to uh, raise some funds. And I invited Max on. But when I was uh, just chatting back and forth with him, he said the same thing. He said the, the depth was just way too deep uh, yeah. to, you know, to, to be able What's to guarantee the, play? the playing time that he would get. So uh, I believe he's very happy at LIU. And uh, I asked him if he wanted to come on, and we'd be happy to share his uh, his fundraising efforts. Uh, if uh, if you wanted to come on and talk. So I think we have that coming down the pike. But let's take a quick two-minute break. Let's come back and talk to Jess Myers from The Rink Live and dig into what the Sun Devils can expect in the Big Ten. Paul and I will be back with Jess in two minutes. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with Summer Skates. Officially licensed Summer Skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your Summer Skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. All right. Welcome back in. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My uh, co-host, Paul Hornstein, out on Long Island, New York. And uh, it is our pleasure to bring back to the show, as we always enjoy the company of, uh, can I call him Riverboat Jess after the way he's been riverboating up and down the Mississippi this fall and probably got a little snow coming his way right now, but Jess, Jess Myers, how are you? Um, okay, it's October 20th, right? And this is a first for me. I got the snowblower out tonight. We got pounded today. We got like Seriously? five or six inches of snow. I mean, we got just hammered oh. on October 20th. Uh, you know, oh. the sentiment The sentiment here is, yeah, Minnesota, we deal with winter. We don't mind winter because, it, you know, we don't mind winter in the winter. We don't want oh. it in the fall. Oh, geez. So, yeah, hey, welcome oh. to the state of hockey. It looks like hockey season. Let's let's play some games. Let's get some Big Ten stuff oh. going, right? Well, Jess, Jess, I'll tell you about my my – 
mark of winter used to be when I was at UMD and playing on the golf team, uh, we had a fall and a spring season. And when we played in the fall every year, it was great weather, just awesome weather until the, the, uh, the middle of October, basically. And you could count on the first freeze or something happening crazy when we played that, uh, <laughs> that conference championship would be miserable. So October 20th. Okay. Yeah. A little early. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Five to six inches already. You know, and I'm in the Twin Cities. You know, I, I'm from oh. I'm from up on the Canadian border originally. We're used oh. to putting on a snowmobile suit and then putting your Halloween costume over that and going out trick or treating. Oh. I'm six hours south of there. You know, we're we're not oh. supposed to deal with this stuff yet. But hey, you know what? We we deal with it. We move on. It looks like no, no, we don't moving on. Oh my lord, no! (laughs) Well, just let me tell you, down here in the southwest, we just got done with 146 days of 100 plus uh, this calendar year. So, uh, yes, (laughs) it's been toasty warm for us most of the year. My friend, my friend Matt McConnell tweeted today that you finally got to that point. In, in the Valley of the Sun where you can open the window and kind of let the breeze blow in. You, you know, you're, you're maybe out of the worst of it. So, hey, congratulations oh, to you guys. Too. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, okay, so I, I was telling Paul, and you probably heard in the open, I said when, when I found out that ASU had been quote-unquote adopted by the Big Ten, I knew the person that I had to get on the show as quickly as possible was going to be you. Um, unfortunately, you got – preempted last week by coach powers because he wanted to come on and talk about 45 minutes that we couldn't uh, uh we couldn't say no to because he just wouldn't quit giving us stuff but um uh, just give me your initial thoughts when you heard asu was going to play 28 games on the road in big 10 schools uh for real so the first thing i did because i'm a reporter is i got a hold of mitch terrell and said i want to talk to greg powers you guys talked to him last week you know, he, he, I'm sure, made it clear just like he did uh, on a Zoom call that day. This is a one-year deal. This is not uh, signify or does not officially signify any kind of longer than one-year deal. Uh, this is, you know, a desperate situation where everybody needs games. They're an independent. They've got no conference to fall back on. Um, they were looking at potentially not having a season, I guess, uh, if not for an arrangement like this. So that was the first thing he stressed is, one-year deal. Um, there is kind of a good deal built into it for ASU in that part of the one-year deal is every team in the Big Ten is going to give the the Sun Devils two home games down the road. So, you know, I, I jokingly said to him, can we schedule the Minnesota games for sometime in January? That's my only request. <laughs> Get me out of the Twin Cities for, uh, you know, down to down to Tempe for a weekend in January. That's, are are that's, you sure not October, the way things are going right now for you? <laughs> Hey, listen, Jess. Um, yep. I, I have a strange suspicion you were probably not the only person that was thinking that. Whether or not you're the only one that asked that, you probably were not the only one thinking it. Yep, exactly. So, <laughs> one thing I noted too in talking to Big Ten folks, um, uh, this is exceedingly rare to have affiliate members in any of their sports. Um, they adopted Notre Dame hockey, you know, what, three, four years ago. Right. Uh, and, and, and got got an agreement with the Irish. That's only the third time in Big Ten history that they have had an affiliate member in any sport. The other two are Johns Hopkins men's and women's lacrosse are affiliate members of the Big Ten. That's it. I mean, that amazed me when you think yeah. of all the Big Ten sports 
uh, you know, throughout things, uh, throughout the years, only three times in history. So it's, you know, everybody says, oh, it's easy. Just make ASU an affiliate member. It's not that easy or apparently it's, it's not that common, I guess. With that yeah. said, a seven-team conference is tough to schedule for. So, you know, if things go well with ASU as an affiliate member and uh, for this one season and they get the building going and things like that, it's not too far-fetched to say, you know, hey, let's, let's have the Sun Devils be the eighth Big Ten team, you know, going forward, um, you know, part of a TV package. They've got that agreement between the Big Ten and the Pac-12. I could see something like that happening as, as we keep waiting in Big Ten country for the likes of Illinois, Iowa, you know, the, hey, who's next? Who's the next school that's going to add hockey? Uh, we, we've been waiting for a long time for that to happen. So maybe the eighth team is sitting out there in the desert, uh, nothing official, but I do see this as maybe being a step in that direction. Well, and, and, and also, Jess, as I said last week, the two leagues have been affiliated with each other forever in the Big Ten and the Pac and whatever version of the Pac we're talking about here, whether it's right, the Pac-8, right. the Pac-10, or the Pac-12. So, um, and the discussion has come up in the past, and, 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 and I think you and I have even had it on, on Twitter. Uh, it, to me, even though I'm, I'm shocked, it made the most – in the end, if you could put the perfect world together – this is the league that would make the most sense to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Because you're, you're dealing with like schools, right? You're dealing with, with like budgets. You're dealing with places where let's face it in all of the seven big 10 hockey schools and at Arizona state hockey is going to be your third, maybe fourth biggest sport on campus. It's not like North Dakota. It's not like Minnesota Duluth where hockey is the end all be all they kind of know their place if you're if you're the hockey program at Michigan or at Michigan State or at Minnesota or at Arizona State. Do and I and I made a point of bringing that out and, and maybe I'm just crazy and maybe I'm just wearing maroon and gold uh, Tempe style, not Duluth style uh, glasses. Um, <laughs> is there has there been a bit of nerves about ASU from the smaller schools in terms of uh, you know, this is our this is our game, so to speak, and 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 we have we don't need another big school, so to speak, coming in here and, and, and trying to do this. Or is that, is that gone now? Absolutely, no. I I, I think that's a legitimate concern um, because let's face it, every parent wants to see their kid on TV. You know, if if your kid doesn't go to a school, if if you live in the Twin Cities and your kid plays for the Gophers, it's the best best possible thing because you can go to all their games. They're close. But if you live somewhere else and your kid goes to a school that's six hours away, let's say, you want their games to be on TV, and that's the biggest thing. If you're going to, uh, you know, and not to pick on anybody, let but let me throw no, out Niagara or throw out Mercyhurst or names like that. Those are great hockey schools. They've got fantastic yeah. programs, but you're not going to get the coverage that you get at a, at a bigger school, at a bigger name school like an NCHC school or a Big Ten school. And that's something that ASU can sell. In addition to, you know, the weather and, you know, the school. I mean, ASU is a, is a fantastic, you know, uh, educational institution. The, the Phoenix area is one of the hottest markets for jobs and all of that in the United States. They've got the weather factor, all of that. 
but they can also sell, hey, this is a big time sport here. It's not a it's not a club. It's not, you know, something else that that people do well while waiting for another sport to start. You know, if ASU is serious about hockey and they've shown that they are, um, they I think would be the right fit in that. And that would be a threat to some of those smaller schools. And here's the other factor I've thrown out there, and and I've I've made this point before, but 15, 20 years ago, we were looking at guys like uh, Brett Sterling and Brian Salcedo and some of these great players out of Southern California, and Colorado College seemed to have the pipeline on these guys. Right. And talking to those guys at the time, it was like, well, this is as close to home as we can play college hockey. Well, let's face it. There are a lot of people in California, and there are a lot of good hockey players in California, and if all of a sudden... They can go to Tempe instead of going to the Rocky Mountains, which is, you know, another six hours away or whatever it happens to be. Um, that's a huge advantage that Greg Powers and his program are looking at down the line as well. Okay, so let's talk about that program and uh, what you think they can accomplish uh, by being on the road like them. And, and Jesse, you probably heard me mention that uh, Coach Powers told us last week, he goes, hey, you know, it's not going to be so bad. We're going to make seven trips instead of uh, – 14 trips. Uh, we're used to being all over the country. We're going to be going basically to the Midwest. Um, we're going to fly in. We're going to play a, a traditional Friday, Saturday night, the way it sounds, and then uh, bus over to another city and and then play maybe on a Wednesday and Thursday and get back home and get a weekend off. Um, your thoughts on how that will actually play out for the Sun Devils? That was interesting talking to, to Greg Powers on that Zoom call and, and listening to his opinion. The the one caveat to that, he said they're going to go to Penn State. They're going to play four games there. Um, right, I don't know right. if that's yeah. going to be over the course of you know six days or how they're going to do it. But you know, Penn State is just a, it, it's an isolated place. It's it's um, you know it's a long way from everything. Um, <laughs> you know, and and that that's please no, that's not a rip on Penn State. I mean, it's no. a fantastic school. State College is really one of the cool places in all of college sports because you have this, you know, it's happy Valley. You have this little town nestled between the mountains in the middle of Pennsylvania. And all of a sudden everything is blue and white and it's Nittany lions. And to see what they've done, uh, you know, uh, eight years ago or whatever it was, they were a club program and they won the big 10 last year. So to see what Guy Godowski has been able to do as quickly as he has is fantastic. Uh, not yeah. only for, for Penn state, but for all of college hockey. So they're going to do four games there. And then, like you said, it'll be, two games in Minneapolis, take a few days off, play two games in Madison, head home. And then later in the year, they'll probably do it the opposite way. Start out with two games in Madison, take a few days off, play two games in Minneapolis. That'll be, you know, kind of uh, the way it's going to work for them. And travel-wise, I think it'll work. I mean, you've got Michigan and Michigan State, which are very close together. You've got Ohio State and Notre Dame, which are not, you know, neighboring, but uh, as close as, say, Minnesota and Wisconsin are. And I was impressed by the optimism of Greg Powers. You know, a lot of people would say, oh, my God, this is terrible. We've got to play all our games on the road. He was like, hey, this is the hand we're dealt. Everybody's dealing with stuff due to COVID. This is what we're dealing with. We're going to make the best of it. So I was really kind of encouraged to hear that attitude from him. Yeah, my follow-up to that real quick, Jess, is that uh, he also said, Hey, look at it this way. Uh, if we were going to have home games, there probably weren't going to be any fans in our building anyway. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be like we were having a, a, a home uh, ice advantage. And if you play in the Big Ten, it doesn't sound like if there's going to be fans there, there'll be very few and won't really be a big home ice advantage either. Your thoughts on that? Well, interesting to see the way different schools are approaching that. 
For example, at Wisconsin, they have Le Bon Arena, which has about 2,000 seats. It's the home of their women's program, which is you know, arguably the best women's college hockey program in the country. And you look at their record with the number of uh, national championships that Mark Johnson has won there, it would be hard to argue that. So they've got Le Bon Arena. Sitting right next to it is the Kohl Center, which has 15,000 seats, which is where the Badger men normally play, but they share that facility with the Badger basketball team. Now, one reason Wisconsin is talking about playing all of their men's games at Le Bon is because switching that facility over from basketball to hockey is a costly endeavor. And if you're not going to have fans anyway, they can say, okay, let's just leave the basketball court in the Kohl Center all year. The men's team can play at Le Bon Ice Arena. Um, you know, they, they said, uh, Tony Granado has said he's wide open to, hey, if you want to play a game at 10 a.m. on a Friday, you know, whatever works. We're, we're not going to be necessarily beholden to TV or to fans. We're going to go with whatever schedule works for them. Now, it's a very similar setup at Minnesota where you have 3M Arena at Mariucci with 10,000 seats and connected by a tunnel right next door is Ritter Arena, which is the women's uh, team facility, has about 3,500 seats. I asked Bob Motzka, the gopher coach, would you consider doing a similar thing? Because one thing about the two arenas, 3M Arena at Mariucci has an Olympic-sized ice sheet, 200 by 100, the big, you know, the, the big wide corners, all of that. Ritter Arena has an NHL-sized sheet. So if the Gophers are going to be playing at an opponent with a, with a smaller ice sheet, they will practice at Ritter all week just to kind of get used to, to that size. I said to, to Don Lucia, is there any way you would consider playing your games at Ritter Arena the same way? And he said no for two reasons. Well, he, he told me one reason on the record. I found out another reason kind of off the record. But <laughs> the, the main reason he said, this is the 100th season of Gopher Hockey. They've got a bunch of stuff set up in the arena. They've got a big mural out front. It was supposed to be this great celebration. And, you know, like so many other things with COVID, it, it's going to be different. But uh, they've got all this stuff set up for the 100th season of Gopher Hockey in the arena. So they're planning on just playing at their regular uh, arena for now. The other thing I heard, 3M, the, the big Minnesota company, uh, wrote a check for $11 million to put their name on that building. And part of the deal was... The Gophers can only play so many home games per year outside of that facility because obviously, you know, 3M wants a return on their investment, and I can understand that as well. So I don't see that happening at other places. At Mon Ice Arena at Michigan State, they they have their own facility. They'll play there. Yost Ice Arena at Michigan, I could see them playing all of their games there. Notre Dame has got one of the great arenas in all of college hockey. Uh, it would be a shame if they played any anywhere but that arena. Here's the other place I could see it happening is Ohio State. Because similar to Wisconsin, they play in the Schottenheim Center. Uh, they share that with the uh, they share that with the basketball program. And again, they've got another arena on campus. It's uh, OSU Ice Rink. It's a smaller arena. It only seats about a thousand. It's where the Ohio State women play. I could see the men playing their games there just for this year, for the same reason to save the money of changing over from basketball to hockey in the in the big rink. No, I mean it makes sense if you're not. If you're not letting people in the building to watch the games, it really does it really make that much of a difference? I well, mean, the if they're practice and if they're practicing at these arenas, right. they're used to the boards and the glass and everything else anyway. So it's not like they're playing in an unfamiliar place. the The one caveat is uh, you want to have someplace that's good for TV, because let's face it, if you're going to follow any team in the Big Ten or if you're going to follow ASU this year, 
for the most part, it's going to be on TV. They, you know, depending on state laws, there might be, you know, for, in Minnesota right now, for example, you can have 250 people in, in a building at any given time. So okay. they, they maybe would have a way that they would allow 250 people in the building. In most cases, that's limited to parents and to team staff and things like that. Um, right. In Madison, for example, um, they're lucky to be able to play at all because Dane County, <laughs> Wisconsin which is where the University of Wisconsin is located, is one of the more restrictive places in the country as far as COVID stuff. And in fact, the USHL team, the Madison Capitals, that plays their games there normally, can't play this year because they couldn't get clearance from the county even to have practices with 20 people on Wow. Teams. Yeah. So wow. it, it varies greatly by state. It varies by even by county. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that, that's the incredible part. Paul, did you have one? Well, no, I was going to just start asking Jess about some on ice stuff because yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You know, we've been I've been trying to catch up on the NCHC until a couple of weeks ago when this announcement was made, and it's just the the Big Ten to me is a fascinating hockey conference because it's like six stallions and a mule. <laughs> you Write that six, one down, Jess. You, Write have, that one you, down. Have, <laughs> you have six teams in this league. That say defense, we don't need no stinking defense. <laughs> and you have Notre Dame that basically plays New Jersey Devils nineties to early two thousands. Uh, we're gonna suffocate you till the bitter end defense. And it just it it it's it you know, and Notre Dame wins more often than not. So um, but no one can say Big Ten hockey is boring. You uh, you hit that nail on the head pretty well, Paul. I'll give you that. Uh, um, <laughs> you. And utmost respect to Jeff Jackson. I mean, you know, what he did, first of all, at Lake Superior State uh, and what he's done at Notre Dame, having that program, you know, winning Big Ten titles and, you know, at, at the cusp of winning a national title, although they got uh, kind of beat at their own game by Minnesota Duluth in, in 2018. But Don't, um, don't encourage him. I got to cover Notre Dame in the playoffs <laughs> last year, in the, in the Big Ten playoffs. And the, the Friday night playoff game at Minnesota, Notre Dame won it one nothing. I think the Gophers had, eh, I'm, I'm spitballing here, but I'm going to say 14 shots on goal. one nothing game, and I thought, this is like perfect Jeff Jackson hockey. This is yep. perfect <laughs> Notre Dame hockey. This is what they want to do. They want to get yep. a goal early, and they just want to clog everything up and lock it down. And they've got goal scorers, too. They've got guys that can play offense. You know, obviously, they've had fantastic goaltending and fantastic right. defense to, to play that system. But, uh, but yeah, you know, and, and to his credit, Steve Rollick at Ohio State isn't afraid to, to play that style as well, play that kind of lock it down defensive style. Um, yeah, so, you know. No, but usually it is Notre Dame. That's the team in that league that is playing that, is, is, is playing that style. I mean, just it. You know, when you watch some of these other games, uh, it it just seems like outside of the Notre Dame games, and they're a little easier to watch because they're on a different channel. Um, it, it just seems like any game involving any of those other six, it's like Edmonton Oilers late eighty six five is a defensive is a defensive struggle, uh, and. And, and it's not, like I said, it's not boring hockey. It's just shinny. 
<laughs> throw that puck up ice. Throw it on net. Let's see what happens. Yeah, why not? It's the old, the old Mike Surtich theory. A shot on goal yeah. is never a bad play. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, Wayne Gretzky said you don't score on 100% of the shots you don't take. So Exactly. Okay, is, so is this the year that Michigan puts it together? Because it seems like year after year after year, and maybe it's because they have a little bit more one and done, more like college basketball. But it seems like every year they have five first-round draft picks on that team. Here's what I'll say about Michigan. Um, this team is going to be scary, scary good. When you yeah. look at just the sheer talent that, uh, that they've brought in for this year in, in their freshman class, with that said, I think they're a year away yet. You know, really? I, I don't think we're going to see a... a uh, like we saw at Chrysler Arena 30 years ago, I don't think we're going to see a Fab Five come out and uh, you know lead this team to the to the Frozen Four yet. Um, they've got the best goalie in the league in in Strauss Mann, who, by the way, I still say sounds like his name is a German accounting firm. But, <laughs> I agree, uh, but you're not wrong. Played for the Fargo Force, kid out of Connecticut. You know, goes to Fargo, North Dakota, of all places, to play junior hockey, and winds up in Michigan. Just you know, great goalie. And again, that freshman class is something else. You look at the oh. NHL draft, and they kept calling the names of of Wolverines. And you know, not surprising when you look at what Mel Pearson did. First of all, for years as an assistant coach at Michigan, then he goes to Michigan Tech, which is his alma mater. Um, within a couple of years, he has them in the Frozen Four, and they or, excuse me, not in the Frozen Four, but in the NCAA playoffs, which they hadn't done in thirty years or something like that. He has right. them winning the GLI. He has them, you know, winning the McNaughton Cup. You know, stuff that hadn't happened in a long, long time. Um, it was a natural for him to go back to Michigan when Red Berenson finally decided to hang it up at the age of, you know, I think he was 70-some when he finally decided to retire. Um, you know, and, and great career for him. He won two oh, national sure. championships for the Wolverines. But, uh, you know, not surprising to, to see Mel Pearson doing what he's doing as far as, as recruiting goes. You know, Michigan's got maybe more history than anybody in college hockey. Uh, great facilities, a great school, all of that. So uh, it's a natural that, that they're going to be a, a real powerhouse. And okay. I mean, and, we, and they got one more, Paul? Or yeah, no, I'm just saying, um, you know, they're not inexperienced. They may not have a lot of seniors, but they're not inexperienced either. So that just adds to the, to the fright a little bit. Yep. Yep, you're right. No, right so, so, Jess, what I was going to say was, uh, when you look at the Arizona State roster, and Coach Powers told us this last week as well, he said, uh, I think my fifth line, if you can use that term, Paul Paul disagrees with me on that, but he said, I think my fifth line could be a second line on about half of the NCAA schools. He thinks his depth is that deep. Um, I, I joked around with him uh, and a couple of the players the other day, and I said, um, I think it's going to be Doogie Walker and Sanchez to try to lead the country in scoring. Your thoughts on what Arizona State has? You know, I like that concept of the fifth line. And I'll say this, you know, because I, I heard the first part of your show that you're saying, you know, if, if, if something unforeseen happens, these guys are ready to go. Let's face it. It's college hockey. Something unforeseen is always going to happen. Isn't that why especially, we love it? Yep. And especially in a year like this one where we talk about where the Sun Devils are going to be on the road for all their games. I mean, that's going to wear on you at a certain point. You, you, we've seen it with teams like uh, like Alaska Anchorage and Alaska Fairbanks that have to do all that traveling, all those long flights. By the end of the year, 
you've seen those teams kind of run out of gas. So having that kind of depth is going to be a real weapon for this team. Um, when the road trips start to pile up later on in the season, when the nights in hotel beds start to kind of wear on guys a little bit, those, those nagging injuries become a bigger deal, I think, um, later in the season, especially when you've spent that much time on the road. So um, if Greg has been able to put together that kind of depth, God bless him, and I, I can't wait to see it. Okay, my, my quick follow-up to that, not really a follow-up, but just another question for you is, you, you mentioned the Frozen Four just a few minutes ago, and when you think about the Frozen Four, and Coach Power said that as well, he goes, you got to throw the pairwise out this year. It's not going to have any effect because of the number of games and the no cross-plane of leagues and things like that. Um, how do you think that's going to go? Is it going to be fair uh, selecting the, the, the tournament teams, or, or what's going to be your thought on that? I can hear it. I can hear it. I can hear it. That's why I wanted to ask it. What are your What are your thoughts oh, on it's, the, it's, the select they'll, 16 they'll, teams? They'll select 16, 16 teams, and everybody will think it's happy and fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the best joke I'm going to tell tonight. I mean, yeah. hey, this is – this is going to be different than other years, but in other ways, it's going to be, um, you know, it's a typical where, you know, there'll be a team that's red hot in, in March that doesn't get in because they lost, you know, two really bad games in, in November when guys were still trying to get their legs under them. Um, I, I frankly don't know how they're going to do it. I really don't. I just, um, <laughs> you know, if you go by winning percentage, if you go by total points percentage, you know, how on earth you're going to do that. But, um, yeah, it, it's going to be fun. And and here's my great frustration with the Big Ten, and I, and I tweeted about this earlier tonight. We're 24 days away from supposedly what is the start of the season, November 13th. <laughs> I know where have you're going. You seen a, have you seen a schedule? No. Hey, I any, asked. Any, anybody? You know, the, the, the uh, here, for your Arizona listeners – the location of the Lost Dutchman mine is is more widely known than the Big Ten schedule right now. Well, I love it because yes. I don't know how many schools have actually released a schedule other than yeah. Army. Jess, yeah. I, I, I reached out to Mitch uh, Terrell today as well, and I got a very quick response, and all I said was, the only thing we've been told by the Big Ten is it'll be out soon, in quotes. Right. And... <laughs> And to their credit, you know, I sent out that kind of smart aleck tweet, which is in my nature tonight, and said, anybody seen a Big Ten schedule, basically? And our friend Mark Bedix from the NCA, he's the yes. he's the hockey PR guy for the NCA, and he's the best in the business. Yes, he, he is. He responded right away. He said, check back with me in a week. You know, kind of hint, hint. Like, <laughs> right. like, well, he, we'll, eventually it's got to come out, right? Yeah. At eventually it's got to come out. At some point, you are going to have to have a schedule. So, uh yeah, wing it anyway. every week. We'll and hey, it hey, another question for you guys in the Southwest since since we talked Frozen Four. Uh, we're coming to Vegas. What is it? Yes. 2026. Let me tell you this. This is the thing that I'm still banging my head over, Jess, is that how did the University of North Dakota become the host in Las Vegas when Arizona State is just down the street uh, six hours or less, five hours or less, um, <laughs> the University of North Dakota can figure out stuff that a lot of people don't even think about. Grand Forks, North Dakota is the easternmost part of the Vegas Strip. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> See that? I do. You know, when, 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 when I used to go to games there in the late 80s, when Ralph Engelstead had made his first major donation to the school, 
And, you know, they, they named the old rink Ralph Engelstead Arena. You know, you'd open up the game program, and, and the first full-page ad you see is for the Imperial Palace Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. And, I mean, it's just there's always been that connection because of, because of Ralph Engelstead. Because, you know, for people who don't know the story, a uh, kid from Thief River Falls, he was a goalie, uh, went to the University of North Dakota, got his business degree. Didn't didn't play very much, but uh, but he got his business degree. This is in the fifties. He went out west to this little town in the desert and started building stuff, casinos and hotels and all that. He he ran a construction company. Eventually got into the casino business. He made untold millions. He uh, he gave back untold millions to the University of North Dakota, and that's why you know everything there is named after him and. Uh, you know, so so that legacy has been has been cemented and, and good for them. But here was my bigger point. <laughs> Frozen Four coming to Las Vegas. Okay, UNLV hockey, here you go. Here's your opening to make a splash on the <laughs> national stage and announce your Division One program. And yeah, I get it. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Nobody's going to announce a, adding a men's sport right now. But except LIU, you, you've got uh, yeah, you've yeah. got six years basically to get this done. Here's your chance. Yeah, let me let me tell you well, a little bit. Jess, I had a little story, a little conversation with uh, Anthony Vigneri Greener, the coach at UNLV, and a couple of things that I thought were unique to what he told me. Number one is uh, Nick Raboni, his assistant coach, is now a full-time a UNLV employee. Anthony is 75% uh, UNLV and 25% not if that makes any sense. So that's the first step I see in hockey coming that direction. I was also told that he feels like uh, their athletic director at UNLV um, is just using UNLV as a stepping stone and is looking for somewhere else to go. And the hope is that the new athletic director in the next, they're assuming the next three, four years would be more receptive to hockey and more receptive to being in the desert southwest. And if that happens, um, I can also tell you that they're, they're going to open up the, uh, the rink in Henderson this month in, the, in about a week or so. Um, they're going to have their new 6,000-seat facility, which would be a great place for not only the Perfect. AHL team to play, but also UNLV. Perfect. And, and by the time that that uh, 2026 Frozen Four rolls around, they will have another dual rink surface in South Las Vegas that's already in the planning stages. So they will have everything that they need to make the move. Uh, I think it all really comes down to the athletic department. And to be honest with you, I think it really, COVID really hurt them more than anybody because of the fact that they were going to go into that new Allegiant Stadium uh, for their college team. And UNLV, you know, had their field, had their locker room, had everything ready to go. They had their season tickets sold, and now all of a sudden, boom, COVID hits, and they don't have any fans. They're not playing any home games to speak of. They're going to get about 25% once they start playing games here shortly. Yep. Well, yep. So, I, I so think that's they're Vegas kind of in a nutshell. The, I think they're <laughs> kind of hoping the same thing at UCLA now that they have somebody from Boston College as the athletic director. And, Jess, you know as well as I do, well, probably better because you've been to them, um, as soon as they announced the Frozen Four schedules, you had people complaining and crying. How can you go into camp? And how can you go into the Vegas? What are you people nuts? Do you know how much money they make every time they go to Tampa? How much money they're going to make when they go to Vegas? Are you kidding? If the NCAA could get away with it, they play there every year. 
as as I wrote in a column last week, kind of assessing <laughs> the next. The, no, so we know the next six sites for the Frozen Four, and I've been to twenty seven of these, and I've been to every place on the list except Las Vegas because nobody's been there for Frozen Four yet because they haven't had one. I've been to some really good places. I've been to a couple pretty lousy places, and I and I wrote about that. But here is here is my thing with that, uh, and especially in in terms of Tampa, because we've been there twice now, 2012 and 2016. And I wrote this prior to 2012, when you told people the Frozen Four is going to Tampa, people said, "Why would you go to Tampa? Why why there's no hockey there? Why would you go there?" So then they went there. And then they went there again, and now, legitimately, people say, why would you go anywhere else? (laughs) I mean, the Tampa Sports Commission Commission is a fantastically run organization. Rob Higgins and his guys do, uh, and girls, do just an unbelievable job with big events. And keep in mind, you know, they've hosted a World Series in Tampa. They host Super Bowls regularly there. They've hosted the Final Four basketball in Tampa. So to them... The NCAA Frozen Four is a relatively medium-sized event. It's not a huge deal for them to do this up and do it right. You know, they do the National College Football Championship game there. You know, so they are a city that's built for an event of this size, and they've they've done a fantastic job. Now, with all of that said, I made a plug in my column, and I've made a plug before. We got to get one of these in Phoenix, don't we? That's yes. Point, don't don't yes. we have yeah. to have yes. a Frozen Four and you know, Glendale, for as much people complain about the fact that it's, you know, so far out in the suburbs and it's a long drive and all that, I still think that would be a perfect place to have a Frozen Four because you've got the arena, you've got tons of parking for tailgating, you've got hotels, you've got bars, restaurants, shopping, all in one nice, tight, perfectly contained place to say nothing of the fact that every time I've been in Phoenix or in Arizona in late March, early April, it's been like sunny and 82 every day. Yeah, yeah that's awful. Um, yeah. Well, here's the deal, Jess, uh, and, 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 and I, I have to admit this now, okay? I pulled strings, okay? Uh, I, 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 the reason why this list is ends at 2026 <laughs> is because that's about the time I'm going to retire, so this way okay. they can have it there Got after it. after I, I, I retire and and – hopefully and likely <laughs> be there already. He, I'm hoping that now, and, and I told him, I got to save up enough sick days to retire <laughs> a little bit earlier to go to the Frozen Four in Vegas in 26. So there's a reason why they waited. So let, let me, let, now the Paul's being a little facetious, but not really because he, uh, he knows, <laughs> he knows he's going to be making that move uh, about that time. But I'll give you two words, Jess, as to why we haven't seen it in Glendale yet. Arizona Coyotes, and until they are stable, and God forbid, yep. please, yep. please, God, let this be the year that they find an owner that's stable. Um, <laughs> there, Wait, there what? will be things. There will be things happening, but I, I, you know, living here as long as I have, and seen what I've seen, and heard the stories that I've heard, uh, it, it just isn't going to happen until. Well, let me add one more thing. And trying to sell partnerships like I've been trying to do for six years, uh, <laughs> this is not Vegas, okay? And sure. I and that is the difference. I mean, Vegas, you like I'll guarantee. You, like they said already that they don't have any ice time open in their new facility in Henderson that's going to open this month. They booked it up solid. 
with youth teams and events all the way through the year. I'm talking next year. <laughs> so, so they are going to need more ice sheets because they are passionate, over-the-top hockey fans. And until that happens in Arizona, I just don't see it happening. And maybe 2027 is that year. Yes, yes, that's perfect. I like it. And I did say this, too. In, in defense of a place that I've maligned in the past, I did think that Detroit deserved another chance. I, I really felt. I would agree Detroit, with that. Yeah. Detroit Absolutely. got robbed. Too. They got screwed. They got screwed. Yep. yep. I, I think Detroit got robbed by unforeseen circumstances, and, and that's too bad. Um, so I think Detroit deserves another chance because, again, great sports commission. It's a very good sports town. Little Caesars Arena is a fantastic facility. Um, and, and Detroit of today is not the Detroit of 20 years ago where, you know, yeah, no, nobody wanted to go there. It, it, the, the city really has undergone a, a great turnaround. So I hope we can go back there at some point. I was kind of surprised, actually, they didn't tack a Detroit Frozen Four on to the end of this. I was, the, too. I mean, you know, like you said, they, 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 they're getting screwed. Um, and, you know, there's nothing anybody, unfortunately, can do about it because they do have to push these things and, and prepare these things so far out in advance. But, you know, when, when the list came out, I thought for sure uh, that there'd be a, a Detroit on that list somewhere. Yep. Okay. Uh, fi- final one for so, me, Jess. So Paul and, I, Paul and I, by the way, have dinner <laughs> reservations made. Yes, uh, we're good. We're going okay. go, to go to, go to Saddle Ranch. We're going to get the ribs. Oh, you love it. Yes. <laughs> uh, between games, between the Thursday games of the 2027 Frozen Four, and then we'll amble back over to Gila River Arena with the food coma going. And, oh, yeah, uh, baby. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, and then I'll take care of both you guys when we get to Vegas in 2026 because we're going to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for the absolute best barbecue anywhere. And I'll I even like send it. some sauce home with you. <laughs> I like nice. it. <laughs> okay. So, Come so, in. So we're planning on that. This is where I want to leave it tonight uh, with you, Jess, is that uh, every year, Paul hates us. So Paul, just plug your ears, turn your headphones off or something. But I like to make a prediction and, and throw it out there for the Sun Devil season. And I know we're in mid-October and they should have already played two weekends by now. But um, I think that they have to go somewhere in the neighborhood of 18, 19, and 20 wins, somewhere in that neighborhood to get a shot at the national tournament. I don't know if that's possible on the road. It, it scares me. But uh, would you agree that you're going to have to have that kind of number in a 28-game season? I think I think 20, 20 is going to be a magic number. I mean, if you can get to 20, you're going to be in. Uh, Big Ten is going to be tough this year. I, I just, you know, Minnesota is going to be pretty good. Michigan, we talked about, has got that all, all those freshmen coming in that are that are really really good. Penn State lost a lot off of last year's team. Yeah. But don't kid yourself. I mean, this is a Penn State team that if they score less than six they call it a quiet night you know yep. so um i i really like what what penn state's going to do you know so it, it, the big 10 is going to be tough i mean it, this is a tough season for the sun devils to come into this league it, under normal circumstances but then when you add to it you're playing all your games on the road i mean this is this is a tough call for them um if they could finish in the top four in that league and get a, near that 20 win mark i think they'll have a chance Okay, so two quick questions, all right? One, uh, is it likely that ASU goes in there and and ruins somebody's season? Is is that is absolutely? 
And the other question is, give me a dark horse in that league this year. You know, here's my dark horse. And it sounds weird because last year was supposed to be their year and it was a disaster. But Wisconsin's still got a ton of talent, you know? Sure. You know, they lost Sean Doogie, which I, I, I had to be reminded. He's, he's with the Sun Devils now. And, yep. you know, but the fact that Cole Caulfield is back and the fact that he does what he does, um, you know, on the ice on an every-night basis, if they can get more consistent goaltending, and, you know, they've got a great coach in Tony Granato. He's going into the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame this year. They've got a great place to play. They're going to be in that more intimate environment. I really think that uh, that Wisconsin could be a dark horse. With all of that said, Minnesota's going to be pretty good. You know, they, they've got a ton coming back. They, they're relatively solid in goal. Um, as Bob Motzko has said, they're on solid footing where they haven't started on solid footing in his previous two years. So um, look out for the Gophers. This could be the year they get back in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I think right. this is this is a, a an eight team, well, seven team, seven and a half. I don't even know how to, to process this, <laughs> but but a, a, a seven team league where um, honestly, if one team finishes in first and one team finishes in seventh, or it happens the other way around, whatever kind of combination, would any of it surprise you? No. And this is what's been fantastic about the Big Ten is that, you know, we went into the last game of the regular season last year. The Gophers with a win would have shared the Big Ten title. They didn't get the win, and they go back to their locker room, and they're not even sure they're going to get home ice. I mean, that's how tight the league was. Yeah. They needed, they needed like, I can't remember the scenario, but it was like Michigan State had to take somebody to overtime just for the Gophers to get home ice. And, and 60 minutes of hockey earlier, they were looking at hoisting the Big Ten trophy that night. Yep. How so, crazy is that? Hey, welcome to the Big Ten, Sun Devils. It's going to be fun hey, one way or another. Listen, the, I, the, the, the other thing the coach said is they – they at least had discussions. I mean, ASU's not going to play in the Big Ten tournament, but there were discussions. They just basically, he said they ran out of time trying to figure it out. But uh, yeah, I, I I think top to bottom, and I don't and I don't if I piss off the NCHC fans, oh well. Um, <laughs> one through seven, anybody in that league can win in any night. And, and I don't think the bottom half of the NCHC is as strong uh, as the top half, whereas the Big Ten is even. Here's, here's my idea. Since we're going to a single-site Big Ten tournament, back, we're going back to that at least for this year. Number one, let the Sun Devils in. Number two, let's make that single site like the Tucson Convention Center or someplace like that. Huh? <laughs> I love it. Why not? <laughs> let's have some fun. Oh. March in Tucson. I've done it before. Oh, I love it. baby! I love it. Oh, and you just you just stuck Paul right in the heart with that oh. thing. Hey, yep. Yep. okay. I want to. I'll let you go on this one because we're almost out of time here. But uh, three things I want to throw at you, kind of in rapid fire: Hunter Miska, Nate Schmidt, and Happy Birthday Birdie. Okay. Hunter, Hunter Miska, two years, two years yep. with, the, uh, with the Eagles. Of the yep. avalanche, basically. Good, good for and, him. And Nate best, Schmidt, our uh, our best, good friend, uh, best helmet across the country. Yep, yeah, best helmet design in in hockey, by the way, Hunter Miska, because his oh, dad is without the, a doubt. 
The helmet oh, artist. No. Uh, I talked to Nate Schmidt on a Zoom call with the Canucks, and you know, he said this was a tough one. He was, he it was, was pretty emotional stuff. because oh. he was an original Golden Knight. You know, all those guys had kind of gone through all that stuff together. Um, you know, they're going to love him in Vancouver. And I oh, tell absolutely. you, giving up a third round pick to get Nate Schmidt has got to be one of the great steals I've ever that heard. Is in my life. That but, is a steal. That is a steal. Yep. Yeah, I I had the same the same type of conversation. Uh, Nate was uh, distraught. Matter of fact, there were comments initially that he would never go. He wasn't going to go to Vancouver. I'm like, well, what are you going to do, right? <laughs> You're going to have to go. Yeah. <laughs> You're exactly. not going to end your career. And Kerry hey, Eads, uh, what's he turning forty again tonight? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Carrie, if you're listening, somewhere. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, if you're listening, for God's sake, put a shirt on. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> if you follow Carrie Eads on social media, you see more pictures of that guy hiking in the American West without a shirt on than should be allowed as part of the immigration process when he became an American citizen. It's just not right. But I, I, I told you, it, it's birthday number 40 again. <laughs> exactly. And you talk about an ageless wonder, you know, a guy who's yeah, absolutely. Uh, done everything absolutely. on the hockey rink. He's, he's been a champion coach he's been a champion player i mean yeah so hey god bless him all right jess thanks for uh, for jumping on tonight we appreciate it you gave us some really good insight hopefully they're gonna let me in and hopefully i'm gonna be able to run into you somewhere in the big Ten this winter well yep if you're uh, if you're at a gopher game i i hope to be there as well and I, you know i've done enough uh, coverage via zoom so let's let's get out to the <laughs> well if they oh, yeah. if they get us in the door i'm gonna plan on coming to minnesota and spending about uh a month and a half to two months uh, moving around following uh, ASU hockey. So fingers are crossed. Be Sounds safe good. up there. Thanks for coming on, and we will uh, talk to you again very soon. Take care, Scott. Take care, Paul. Thanks. Take it easy, Jess. That's Jess Myers from the Rink Live joining us tonight. I'm sorry, folks, we did run a little over, but uh, you had to know that was coming when the three of us got together. So <laughs> we're going to take another quick break and get a couple more uh, of our partners in, and then we'll be right back to uh, to wrap things up. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving. 
like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Serendi with you in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein from Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, just a quick synopsis on uh, what you heard from Jess tonight, and uh, then I'll let you take the read away for us. Well, uh, let's, you know, I just, basically what you take away from Jess is um, if they get on the ice, it's going to be a crazy year. I mean, not that we didn't already know that, but um, the, the, the Big Ten uh, has got a lot of talent. Uh, and ASU is going to have their work cut out for them. And, and I think all of those teams in that league this year are going to have their work cut out for them. And we really are flying by the seat of our pants. And he made fun of the, the, the Twitter post about schedules. <laughs> we have to understand that when they put the schedules out, that's great. But that could change, too. Oh, absolutely. And with the way things are spiking everywhere uh, right now, I mean, I just heard again in the news tonight that the experts are uh, predicting that uh, the next six to 12 weeks could be the worst of the pandemic. Total, ever. Well, I, uh, so if that happens. Fortunately, uh, I haven't watched the news today. Yeah, good idea. Don't do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jess is always great bringing it. I, I I thought he was right on the nose when I, because I said twenty and eight is what they're going to have to go to get into the tournament. I just don't see a, a, anything less than twenty wins. I threw in the nineteen and eighteen just uh, as maybes because of the craziness, but uh, I really think they're going to have to go twenty and eight, which means that you cannot start slow, you cannot falter, you must come out. I know last year the uh, the opening night loss uh, stuck with your uh, in your craw all the way till the very end of the season. Yep. And uh, that, that can't happen uh, if you're going to go 20 and 8 and you're going to do it on the road. You're going to have to come ready to play the first night and get it done. And according to Team Gray and Johnny Walker, they're ready to play. <laughs> wow, well, listen, you know, I, I, and, and I pretty much agreed with Jess all the way until the very end. <laughs> until he decided where those last games were going to be played. And, you know, but, I knew that was going to stick one right in your heart. Yeah, so. <laughs> But so be it. Like I said, it's right. a weird year. Take it away, my friend. College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, the presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood Ice Time Hockey SW sent you and let him show you the Bell Ford difference. Online at bellford.com or the showroom at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Cold beers and cheeseburgers, the dining rooms, in accordance to CDC guidelines, are open in all 12 Valley locations and the two California locations. Visit coldbeers.com for more information and takeout specials.
T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. See our friend Andre at the Paradise Valley store in Shea and Tatum and let him show you how the power of the new T-Mobile can work for you. Buy Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. When you go there to pick up your dinner tomorrow night, don't forget to bring home a couple of bottles of our best of Las Vegas barbecue sauces. Buy Summer Skates. Summer may be over, but we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skate banner to get yours. Buy Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. It's more than just the best margaritas. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes like the Skinny or the Mexican Moon Chata. I'm going to try and say that five times fast. <laughs> Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. Buy M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, and recovery. Buy the Ice Dens, Scottsdale and Chandler. Buy College Bar and Grill in Tempe. Buy ASU fans for ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, as well as the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will take a minute just to say uh, stay tuned for uh, less than two weeks for the debut of College Hockey Southwest Live, our uh, Sunday night recap, because as Paul would say, uh, three podcasts weren't enough. We needed a fourth. So this one will give you a uh, in-depth look, we like to think, uh, anyway, of Arizona State, Colorado College, Air Force, and Denver University as the uh, hockey season gets started up in November, fingers crossed. I uh, also want to thank Jess Myers from the Rink Live for joining us and giving us some great insight on the Big Ten and what the uh, Sun Devils can expect as they uh, play their uh, adopted season in the Big Ten Paul, thanks for bringing it as always. Uh, we will talk with you uh, very, very soon. And uh, be safe, wear that mask, and uh, get the flu shot. All right, we'll see you next week.